What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to What's Burning. I'm here with Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson. Guys, we've had all kinds of technical problems this morning. I think the moral of the story is we all just have to hang out in the same place from now on. (laughs) All right, guys, we got to talk about the Knicks to start because they are red hot. Nine straight wins as we sit here today. Only the Bucks, Nuggets, and Sixers have a hotter record since the start of 2023. Julius Randle said this is a better, more talented team than the Knicks team that caught fire in the spring two years ago. You guys remember, it was like a huge thing. Everyone was like, oh my God, Knicks tape, Knicks mania. They made it to the first round against Atlanta and then they only won one basketball game in the playoffs. So do you guys think 
that we can expect more from this Knicks team this year, the way Julius Randle says, we're looking at maybe them playing Cleveland in the first round. Maybe. I do. Uh, I really like this team. Um, and I, I got to give Jalen Brunson s- s- some more props because I didn't think he would have this effect <laughs> on the team. Uh, not only is he playing his best basketball, but in the process, I feel like he's helping slowly but surely change this culture. And I think Jalen Brunson's arrival, not only on the offensive end, the defensive end, and his leadership, has also freed Julius Randle of any kind of playmaking that he has to do. I mean, right now, he's just focused on mm-hmm. scoring. And this guy's a bucket. They're one of the best one-two punches in the league. Uh, the only thing that worries me about this team, and obviously Brunson is out right now, uh, all Tibbs teams, he always plays his stars high, long minutes the entire season. He yep. doesn't really go too much in his big. Yep. So I hope that that doesn't affect uh, this team's run. But I really like this Knicks team. I have to say I'm surprised like everyone else, but they're playing really good basketball and they're a good team. Yeah, I think I, I think they could possibly make it out the first round. I don't think second round, and, and and then that depends on the matchups who they play. You know, this this is a young team that they're peaking at the right time. You want to be playing like this going into the po- uh, postseason. You want to have a good feel mm-hmm. about yourself and have everything healthy. I mean, have have everybody healthy. Now, like Matt said, playing a lot of minutes. You know, those guys could be drained in the first round and not make it out because the basketball level uh, goes up way up way up another notch, right? So. Um, I just it, it really depends on who they match up with and uh, how those how those guys feel going into their first round. But the way they're playing right now, this is definitely the way you want to play going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean the offense that they're laying out there, it's not so typical tips. I mean, first of all, they're sixth in the league in their offensive rating. That's interesting. And they're not doing it with a lot of three-pointers. They're 20th in the league in threes. So what they're doing it is every other way. They're rebounding great. They're getting to the line great. They're getting those timely contributions from people in the right moments. They've had some great play in the clutch during this streak. I will say they have tightened up the rotation. I think it was back in December. Tibbs tightened the rotation to nine, and that gets it exactly what you're talking about, Matt, is a lot of minutes. Julius Randle, second amount of minutes in the league this season. Jalen Brunson has been playing a lot he's a little on the smaller side what I mean he's listed at 6'2 I I don't know I mean everyone's taller than me so who knows but to me he does not appear to be 6'2 on the court how much is that going to be an issue during the playoffs because we know what happens to smaller guards his heart is (laughs) 6'8 I buy that yeah I mean but I I, you know we saw him have success uh with Dallas last year in the playoffs so I don't really put too much into his height he's just he's just a really smart Mm -hmm. player uh he's a three-level scorer he's someone who at however six one he can post guards up that he's stronger than uh he's got a nice mid-range he shoots the ball well he makes plays for this team also I think another person who's come and I love the energy has brought is his former Villanova teammate Josh Hart He's brought up a ton of energy, Dude. hitting big shots, Woo. and then Quigley, Quigley is playing really well, too. So I'm excited. Uh, obviously, I agree with Jack. I think it's all on the matchups, and I don't want to get caught in the moment. But if it is Cleveland and New York, earlier in the season, I would have thought Cleveland you know, would handle them easily. But I really don't know right now. So I, I'm excited to see how they finish down this stretch and, and who their first-round matchup is. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them make the second round. You know it's going to be spicy if it's Cavs-Knicks, especially with Donovan Mitchell and the whole subplot of last summer and which team was he going to go to and all of that. Look, I love Jalen Brunson. I'm with you guys, and I want to just read you some of his numbers over the past two months. Averaging 28 points a game, shooting 51%, 45% from three. Obviously, he's just gotten better and better each year. Stack, what do you think Brunson's ceiling is? Like, what do you? How good a player can he be? 
Uh, I think he can be a you know all star, especially in the East. If he stay in the East, he can be an all star for for multiple years. The way he's leading the team, the way all the guys are buying in and letting him control the pace of the game. Uh, definitely when the game's on the line and the play needs to be made, the ball is in his hand. So just just the confidence he's brought to that team, Rach. I know the heart. I know the heart uh, this kid has because I know his pops and uh, uh, making that. Bringing that to the to the Knicks and and making everybody buy in and, and feel that same energy and passion for the game and hunger, I think that that says mm-hmm. a lot about this kid. And uh, he has a high ceiling, race. He can be an All Star for most for multiple years. I think he's playing with a lot of confidence too. And New York is mm-hmm. one of those places mm-hmm. where you can feel the energy and feel the vibe and be playing on a whole nother planet. So I think his biggest thing right now is his confidence. Obviously, he very talented player, but. He's very confident right now, and and it, and it's a and it's a very silent, confident leadership. Can get where he wants on the court. Can control the game, like Jack says. So, I'm really happy for this kid. And to think, you know, going into the summer, people thought, uh, you know, the Knicks overpaid. I can easily say right now, he's definitely underpaid because I feel like he's playing at an All NBA level. May not be a first team, but he'll find himself on possibly that second or third team. I, I do think he is underpaid considering what he's contributing and the effort. I mean, first of all, the whole team is playing hard as hell. Like they are fun to watch. If you caught any of these games this last couple of weeks, they are just fun. But Brunson in yep. particular, they were playing a game against the Nets and there was less than five minutes to go. And I think that the Knicks were up by like 26 points. Jalen Brunson is not only still in the game because, you know, Tom Thibodeau, but he goes to take a charge and he didn't get the call. He starts arguing Tibbs actually did a coach's challenge less than five minutes to go up 26 and he won because that is what's going on with this team right now so the heart yeah. of this team is so much fun and matt you're right the way new york responds to them is incredible i hope it i hope that they there's to me i used to live in new york for a long time a couple decades and and there's nothing to me like the garden when that team is on a roll we've been waiting so long for it to happen again i i just i can't wait to see it i hope that i hope this continues to some degree and gives us some good playoff matchups so we will see we know we're getting good playoff matchups in the west because kd in phoenix has been a movie guys the suns are three and oh with him durant's numbers since he arrived 27 points a game seven assists 53 percent from three point percentage we're talking with uh, producer nate over here do you think he is the most plug and play superstar ever because you could put Absolutely. him anywhere we know that but compare him to guys in the past Absolutely. I don't think, and I've been saying this for a while, it, you know, now the days where superstars are changing teams, it normally takes time for not only the superstar to kind of find his footing, but, you know, playing with the superstar as either, you know, a sidekick or a role player, sometimes, sometimes difficult. But I think KD's efficiency is what makes him so easy to, to just plug and play. Um, his ability to get to his spots when he wants and this kind of reminds me, Rach and Jack, of when he went to the Golden State the first time where he kind of just fit in and mm-hmm. played his role. And then when the playoffs came, <laughs> that's when he showed up. When the finals came, I mean, he showed up the entire season, <laughs> but he put the cape on um, come playoff time. So I really just think his arrival is obviously going to help Devin Booker. Book's not going to see the same looks he's seen as far as double teams, traps, shifts, because he has KD on the other side of the floor. It's going to help Chris Paul because we all know Chris is my dog, but he's just getting older. You know, his numbers are, I think, at nine mm-hmm. points and eight assists since uh, KD's joined the team. But I know in the playoffs, those will go up. 
And then we can't forget about Aiton. I mean, Aiton is one of, you know, it, it, this is not a game of bigs anymore. There's a handful of very good bigs. But Aiden, uh, you know, to me is that next tier behind Joker and Embiid as far as bigs that, that is versatile, can pick and pop, rebounds like a monster, and protects the paint. So I really like, obviously, it's only been three games, and, 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 and you know, we don't know what is to come. But if this team is healthy uh, with Booker and KD and CP orchestrating things, uh, Phoenix is going to be very scary to me in the Western Conference. Yeah, I echo that, Matt. I mean, KD, you can put KD anywhere. The probably he's going when he retires, he's going to probably be the most efficient player to touch the game, as you see. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying to, to continue to get uh, over 30 points the other get other night, shooting 12 or 17, like that's just that's just crazy efficient, and he's been doing it his whole career. Um, I think I think uh, to echo Matt. The person who's going to get the, the the most out of it is not Aiden to me. It's Chris Paul, because if you see in, mm. if you see in the Dallas Mavericks game, um, they was doubling KD and uh, helping off uh, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul got a lot of wide open threes. If he can knock those shots down, his average can go up from nine to 15, 18 in the heartbeat because he's going to get a lot of open shots, and he can knock them down. And he and they're going to need him to knock them shots down in the playoffs because that's definitely what they're going to do. They're going to make somebody else beat them besides KD and Booker. But it's super scary. There's no reason for not for them not to be playing at the end of the season, Rach. You know, in a league where it's either three points or paint scoring and they want to give up that mid-range, you have three of the most efficient mid-range shooters in the game and CP, Book, and KD. So, again, there's no holes in this offense. And uh, if they can stay healthy, uh, it's going to be scary. Well, it's interesting, though, about Chris, right? Because that 100% is going to be the book on this team defensively. We saw Dallas lay it out this past weekend. You're going to have to help, help, help on Durant and Booker. And they have decided, hey, Chris Paul, look, he's shooting 42% this season, which I think is his second worst shooting percentage of any season of his career, not to the standard he's used to or he likes to put out. Um, And I think teams are going to lay off him a bit to see, make him prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. We saw, especially from deep, if uh, you were a Phoenix Suns player not named Durant or Booker in that Dallas game, those guys were just 8 of 26 from 3. So I think that we are going to see teams try to do that more. For Chris Paul specifically, though, to me, his competitiveness is going to come out when he is presented with that. And we saw that in the Dallas game, too, right? Did not have a great first three quarters. They were laying off him. And in the fourth, that man came out, hit two threes, scored eight points total, and had a lot of savvy IQ moves, not just moving guys around the court, dealing with the officials, all that kind of stuff. Matt, you know Chris better than almost anyone else. You played with him. You guys are good friends. Your neighbors, your kids play together. What do you know about Chris, especially in the post? season if this continues if if guys do lay off of him defensively well he's got to be ready Rach you know obviously he's a hall of fame point guard you know coming down to the tail end of his career and you know I, I definitely would like to see him have another opportunity to win a ring but you know as both you guys said that the game plan is going to be book and and CP or book and uh, KD so what is Chris going to be able to give you uh you know and, and I have confidence like I said I think the window is really shutting um, you know, it, it's coming towards an end on, on a Hall of Fame career, but I, I know he still has some left in the tank. And, and with this team right now, I think right now he's just orchestrating. I think he knows come playoff time, he's going to have to up his average, you know, at least five or six points uh, to really be a threat out there. And then again, along with Aiden and, and you know, some of those guys on the bench, they're going to have to do their job. But, you know, 
I'll take a problem all day if, you know, you're telling me that, you know, we're going to have to see what, you know, CP is going to give us. Like I said, he's not the CP of old, but I'm <laughs> sure he still has something left in the take because he knows it's coming down to the end. Then, uh, I think it's fascinating with Durant, too, with the idea that he's gotten all this criticism stack of, oh, you join this team, you join that team, you join that team. You're kind of fitting into someone else's team. In the end, that could end up being... Well, that could be end up being the strength, right? That could be the thing in the end that we remember his career for as a strength, that he's the guy who could fit in anywhere. He is the guy who could go to any team and be a major player and the best player on the team. I, I just think it's interesting that the thing that like the internet has has criticized him over could end up being one of the like elite hallmarks of his career. Well, I mean, Rich, I, I'm not nowhere close to the player Durant was, but for a while I was known as that player that, that a lot of mm -hmm. teams was one player away. I got to San Antonio, I was that player to get a championship. I went to Indiana, they were saying I was that one player. Getting to go to State, mm -hmm. I said, you know, so I, I was always that guy, but not on the level with KD. But the the if the way that he's able to go anywhere and play the same game with the same greatness, with the same efficiency, Rachel, I mean that that's that, that that's greatness and there's nowhere else you can you can explain that. Yeah. You I, can I think hate on I think it's fascinating. Want, but it is what it is. You know it. <laughs> you know it. And by the way, anyone still hating on Kevin Durant needs to get their eyes checked and maybe <laughs> like a different sport. Just saying. Um, we were talking about uh, the Mavericks leaving some players open, including Chris, at the end of that game over the weekend. Speaking of leaving people open, Russell Westbrook, ladies and gentlemen, we Oof. saw what Draymond did to him last week. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. 
I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We got to take a look at how this Clippers experiment is working because they were 10 and 4 before they added Russell Westbrook. They were on that 14-game streak where they were really cooking. The starting lineup seemed like Ty Lue had finally gotten guys playing together, found his rhythm. They, I think, were the number four seed in the West, and now they are 1-5 and five with Westbrook in the starting lineup, and they have tumbled down into the play-in section of the bracket. Their only win... That number one, that one and five, their only win was a Grizzlies team without John Morant that was in the middle of a lot of turmoil. What do you guys, I mean, I guess, I don't know, Matt, just start with what do you think the biggest issues are here and what do you think they should do about them? I don't know. It's tough, Rach, because his numbers aren't bad. You know what I mean? Outside of his turnovers, no. he's averaging 15, eight and four, but he's averaging four turnovers. Uh, so that obviously you want to cut down on that, but it's hard because sometimes number can be deceiving and and I never got a chance to play with Russell. I don't know what his presence is like. And I don't mean in a negative way, but I mean on a court from a standpoint mm-hmm. of guys that are used to having, you know, the Norman Powell was, you know, could be, you know, he's a top three contender for six man of the year. Uh, Terrence Mann has shown to me, he's kind of struggled all year kind of trying to find his footing, but then you bring someone in such as a Russell Westbrook, who on paper looks like you can definitely help the team because this team needs playmakers. But again, I don't know how those two guys that I just mentioned are going to able to blend with Russ because outside of Kawhi and PG, you know, Russ is going to be the next guy with the ball in his hands the most. And that's obviously going to take away from Powell. That's obviously going to take away from Terrence Mann's ability to score and make plays. So I don't know what it is. Um, You know, the record tells you, oh, this is not working, but I don't, you know, me playing basketball long enough, I know that may not be the case, but I don't know whether it's bringing him mm-hmm. off the bench or just maybe they're in a bad funk right now and, and, and they can turn the corner. But again, Russ's numbers are solid. Um, it looks like he's making, you know, he, he he's making a positive impact. The record hasn't shown that, but I, I wonder with his ball dominance outside of their two superstars, how's that going to affect Norman Powell and, and Terrence Mann and the other guys that are used to having the ball in their hands a little bit? I, I, I'm i not going to panic right now, Rach. I'll panic when mm-hmm. the season is over and they don't make the playoffs, right? When they when, mm-hmm. when they get to that position. He, he, <laughs> well, that would be bad because some people picked them to win this year, so that would be that would be a big fall. I mean, I, yeah, and I understand that, you know, because they, they should be at the top of the West, you know, with, with, with being there before he got there. But I'm just saying my, my, my point is that they played five, five, six games with him, and they haven't been winning. Okay, they still have enough time to turn this thing around and put themselves in a great position come playoff time. But if they yep. don't do it, then yep. you got to look at it as a problem. So they, you know, that's why I'm not really panicking yet because it's still new and they have time rates. But if they don't, yeah, we're gonna be talking about it in a different way. 
It's rough. It's it's just hard because, as you say, Matt, some of his numbers are really totally workable. The the turnovers have not just been a problem, but they've been at bad times. So I think that has kind of put the spotlight on yep. those as well. His decision making, as we know, is just not as strong as some of the other. Uh, people in his position. So that has come into play as well. And in the end, chemistry is a tough thing. Like sometimes it's hard to point to the reason, but we just know that that team was cooking before he got there. Him in the starting lineup has not had them cooking. I don't know if the Clippers had to tell him he would start so that he picked them over, say, Chicago or DC or any of the other places that might have been looking for him. I'm not sure if that was a good decision. If that did happen. I, I, I'm not reporting anything. I have no idea if that's what happened. I was surprised to see him in the starting lineup as much as he's been considering that he really found success with the Lakers playing off the bench. Off so the you bench. would think that yep. that is how he would be for the Clippers. And, and that's sort of what I thought that they needed. We will see if they go back to that at some point with him. Um, the Clippers do have some practice days coming up, which they haven't had a lot of this season, but the schedule is going to get a little looser for them. I know Ty Lue is looking forward to that. Um, the stretch that they have played with Russ has been some tough games. They've played some good opponents, so I don't know if that factors into it. But to me, this is a real interesting situation. And uh, you said it, Matt, that how how these last 20 games or so go for Russ is going to really impact how people see him for the rest of his time here in the NBA. And and yep. I'm very curious how this marriage is going to be. We'll see. Uh, we've got to talk legendary moments presented by Top Shot Friends. The scoring surge in the NBA this season has been wild. Wild, I tell you. Six <laughs> players averaging 30 a game. Ton of huge stat lines. So I want to bring you back to a couple particular big nights, right? We had Dame and Donovan both dropping 71. Luca had that 60-21-10 back in December. Embiid was absurd. Do you remember that 59-11-8 with seven mm. blocks? That monster performance yeah, of Stack. Crazy. Which of these guys generated the most memorable moment, stat line moment? What What would you want to see on a top shot? For me, um, I just like the way Embiid's looked for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just 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 the way I just love the way he plays. You know, he he's one of the, like a Kemalaja one. He's one of the most skilled big men that we've ever seen, and to see the way he puts up those big numbers. And then the dominant fashion is, is what I love to see because you don't see that much. You know, you have him in Jokic and, and um, Greek Freak putting up those type of numbers. But to the, the way he does it, you know, with the step backs, the fadeaways as a big man, I think it's beautiful to see. Give me Luca. I love Luca. I love his game. <laughs> I love how how young he is. And, and to me, to think that this guy's only going to get better is crazy. Uh, what he's able to do with his body type and and, and lack of athleticism uh, to still be as effective as he is on the court. Uh, this guy is a genius on the court, and, uh, you know, he's must-watch basketball for me. So give me a top shot of Luka. Maybe smoking uh -huh. a cigarette or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want him with I want him with his recovery beer. That would be the top shot is him drinking the recovery beer. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Damian Lillard's 71 points, I think, was the most efficient 70-point game yeah. ever. I mean, he he has been just out of hand this season. But Stack, I want to go back to the Embiid thing for a second, only because the stat line we were talking about that particular night, the thing that made it special to me was that he also had the seven blocks. And this gets into that larger conversation about how we see Joel Embiid and how we see defense in the league in general right now is that when you look at, say, the MVP candidates, which has been, you know, kind of back into the discussion now that we're getting closer to voting time, how much do you put stock in the fact that this guy is a monster on the other side of the floor? And when you talk about these great performances, the fact that he's doing it at both ends 
How much does that matter to you guys? Does that does that push his performance where he's 59, 11 and eight because he had the seven blocks versus a guy like Luca who did, as you said, it, it was incredible that night. It was incredible, yeah. but it's not like it he was, was playing offense, phenomenal so. defense. Right. Go ahead, Jack. How do you see it? We Well, I mean, I, I think we, we look at guys a different way that do everything race that it's it's called it's called basketball it's not called offense <laughs> it's called basketball you right and a lot of people the way the game is played right now people are going they're not going to watch basketball they're going to watch offense so uh mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. i played and matt played we, we were two guys that uh loved and 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 took pride in playing defense in both sides of the ball so to see a guy that magnitude uh the way he can and he can be you know close to greek freaker being dominant every night one of the most dominant players in the game to see him take pride in defense and the block shots, and that says what he that says um, a lot about what he feels about his team and how how much pride he takes and the load he's putting on his own shoulders to make sure this team succeed. You got to love that in one of your star guys to give that effort. A lot of guys don't give that effort; they just want to score points mm -hmm. and look good on one end. But the game, the name of the game, is basketball, and Embiid gets that rage. It's to, I mean, look, you guys appreciate great scoring. I know that. You guys played defense at a level. I mean, I watched you guys play defense. You guys played defense at a level we don't see with a lot of guys uh, today. How much would you take it into account? How, how much when you're, like, again, when we get back into this MVP discussion, and by the way, Nikola Jokic, his defense has improved so much. He plays completely solid defense. It is just not Joel Embiid-level defense, and I don't think that's arguable. Um, but... Jokic's offensive numbers are better. Like, how much are you taking both of those things into account as former players? I think it should be taken into account, and I think, unfortunately, because of the way the game changed, it's not taken into account. It's both sides of the ball is not taken into account anymore. You know what I mean? And 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 it's unfortunate because uh, Embiid is okay. someone who you could say the last few years is is right there. Could have won one, could have won both, but mm -hmm. has won none. And then you look at this year where his flashes and and what he's able to do for his team and continuing to, you know, hit their stride at the right time, he's right in the mix. You know what I mean? So he definitely does more on the defensive end than Joker. Granted, Joker's got better, but at the same time, I don't even mm -hmm. think people give a shit about defense anymore, to be honest with you, when it comes down to accolades, unless it's defensive player of the year. Stack, what would you, when you were, if you were voting, what would, how much would you take defense into account? It's everything to me, Rach. I mean, it's everything because, like oh, I so said, so that's yeah, that's a decider for you. Yes, yeah, so I mean, it's it's part of it because you know that that's the part of playing the game, you know. And and I, I don't know how to explain it, Rach. You've been around the game long enough. You you know how we played the game and how and how we take pride in the game and stopping your man. That that that, that feels uh, stopping a guy at the end of the game, Rachel. Uh, at the end of the buzzer from hitting the shot feels just as good as a guy hitting hitting a buzzer beater. It's the same thing. So. Uh, for for us, for us, it's a different feeling. All right. So next week, I'm going to challenge our producers to find an NBA top shot amazing moment centered on defense. We'll see if we can get that done. I well, don't know. Well, I, can, uh, I, can, can, I, can, I can give you one right now, Rach. LeBron. Okay. What? LeBron on Inguodala. Well, yeah. LeBron on Inguodala. That was a that was a big block. Uh, and then no, of course. Then, but I mean, from this season. Oh, from this season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can, uh, I, yeah. I, can I can think of a lot. From a, we'll find one. We'll find one. I got. I got. I got some nominees. You all can start your NBA Top Shot collection today at nbatopshot.com. Get closer to the game and players you love. Sign up today. All right, let's get to the On the Radar segment presented by DraftKings. Coach of the Year odds here. Mike Brown, Joe Mazzulla being in the top two. All right, which ones to you guys have put these teams in their best position? Who do you think the favorite is? Stack? Uh, I got to go with my guy, Mike Brown. I wouldn't have had the NBA career. I got a shot at San Antonio or Indiana. 
Uh, if it wasn't mm -hmm. for my guy, Mike Brown, he, he gave me some key words when I was in New Jersey my first year, and that's how I was able to keep my mind right that season. Uh, when I went, when uh, Byron Scott uh, instantly stopped playing me, uh, he kept me focused from another team. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. he, he, he let me know that he was coming to get me. So Mike Brown's my guy. What, he was able to, what he's able to do in Sacramento is really just bring that championship experience, that composure, uh, that understanding the defense and how, how you have to be on the string. Everybody's responsible for their own job on defense, but you have to, you know, be on the string with your brothers and they showing that and that's why they're having success. So I got to give kudos to my guy, Mike Brown. He definitely deserves it. Uh, to me, hats off to Missoula, but definitely going to go with Mike Brown. And, you know, Rachel and Jack, at the beginning of the season, I didn't know if this was the right hire because we had him in L.A. and hmm. it didn't go good. It was ugly. Um, yep. But I really think that pit stop in Golden State completely changed him, bettered him, seasoned him. And what he brought to Sacramento is a foundation, a leadership. And then, like Jack said, He's a tremendous teacher. I mean, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I work for them and, and mm -hmm. he calls those quick early timeouts that veteran teams might go crazy for. Like, what the fuck are you calling this timeout for? This younger right. team, <laughs> this younger team adapts to it because he'll take a, He'll call a timeout 30 seconds into a game just to teach Keegan Murray or 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 De'Aaron Fox how to get over a screen or where mm -hmm. they're supposed to be. And I really appreciated that now seeing that because we had a veteran team with LA and that shit didn't fly at all. And no one was really going for it. But again, this young Sacramento team who's looking for an identity, who's looking for a leader and a coach, Mike Brown has provided all that. These guys are a half game out of second and all the self-inflicting, you know, trauma that Memphis has caused themselves. <laughs> I think Sacramento is going to slide into that second spot. And to think this team hasn't been to the playoffs in 16 years. First year head coach in Sacramento has got the best, he, you know, produced two all-stars, uh, has a team playing at a very high level. Uh, my only thing with them is they need to be able to pick their defense up if they want to make any noise in the playoffs. But definitely mm -hmm. hats off to Mike Brown, and uh, it, it, it was a great hire that the, that the Kings made by bringing Mike Brown in. Yeah, and I mean, look, the fact that he faced adversity, that he had some stumbles, and then actually took the time to not be stubborn, but say, I can learn yep. something here in Golden State. You know, yep. we spent a lot of time with him during that run, especially when he had to take over for Steve for a little bit, when Steve was having all those back issues. And, and I really think that it did change him. And and he was always, I mean, look, he's always been a great guy. I mean, he's always been one yeah. of the all-time good guys around the league and, and such a great defensive coach and, and so many strengths. But the fact that he has been able to put it all together to a degree that he has here in Sacramento. He is my coach of the year choice for sure. Yep. I will say all of the recent Joe Missoula slander, especially coming out of Boston. I know Celtics fans, you're very, you're very wrapped up with the team. And anytime there's a stumble, there's an issue. He did not play the right lineup the other day. There have been some, some at the end of games, some mistakes, but come on. I, I think Missoula has done a really, really strong job all season in a situation where he stepped in at the beginning of the season cold. And I think that team has done so many good things and I think that they will write themselves by the time the playoffs get started even though they've had like a micro stumble here so I don't like all the Joe Missoula slander I've been hearing in, in the state of Massachusetts but I will say Mike Brown coach of the year all right I want to get to our closing thoughts here because we do got to talk about the other team in LA Anthony Davis has played a wild last five games 30 points a game 12 rebounds a game two and a half assists a game they're three and two in this stretch run of must wins. They don't have LeBron for at least the next three weeks, probably maybe a little longer. They are both not anywhere near the play-in and yet also five games out of fifth place. I, 
I don't know. Is AD under the most pressure of any of these stars around the league right now because he could possibly get his team into the postseason on his back? We've got Dame Lillard, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Luka Kyrie, all in these pressure positions. But is AD the most sort of the scrutiny under him? Uh, I think I think AD is under pressure. Um, what can he do with this team without LeBron? I think he's showing that again. But only thing that is we've ever questioned Anthony Davis about is his availability. When he's on the court, he's one of the best players right. in the world. Um, he is under pressure. But I think someone who needs to be under more pressure, who hasn't been under any pressure, is the two-time MVP and the person who possibly could be the three-time MVP in mm. uh, Joker. You know, how many times can you be mm. MVP but not really take your team to the next level? With And I say this with all the respect. He, mm. We all know he's a tremendous talent, but, you know, why isn't he under the microscope? He's number one in the West. He's won two MVPs in a row. They're talking about this will be his three-peat. Uh, I think that'll be the first time since Larry Bird, if I'm not mistaken. But when yeah. is when is the pressure going to be put on him to, hey, you got to get your team over? You know, we've, you know, you've earned these, but you see your, your team hasn't really done what they're supposed to do. You know, to me, the, the bubble Western Conference appearance to me doesn't hold very much weight. Um, they got to do it now, you know, and we've talked about this. You know, Jack and I used to, were never high on Utah. Utah was a great regular season team a handful of years ago and never did anything in the playoffs. I think the most pressure this year is going to be on Luka. Great talent, uh, deserving. Mm. If he is given that third MVP, deserving of the MVP. But there's at this point with everyone healthy, he has to get his team uh, to that next level. All right, Jack, you just want to piggyback that uh, about either Jokic or AD? Yeah, um, I go. I kind of go Jokic too, it, and, and that's crazy. You know me, right? That's just crazy. Like, all the people that came to the came through the league, Larry Bird and Jokic are going to be the only two to three P the MVP. That's crazy. There's a few more, but he's the first one in so long. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's crazy. But um, I've been said this. I, I, I've been on that. I think that they they've been going around and putting pressure on them. You know, ever since the bubble. You know, what I'm saying they made it to they made it to play the Lakers in the bubble. You know, and uh, and really. It wasn't him who showed up. It was Murray. Murray had those fifty point games when it counted. So, um, you know, I I just I just feel like he's a great regular season player, but after two years in a row, you give I mean, even after a year, you give a guy MVP and the next year you give it to him again and he don't go for on the playoffs, you gotta you gotta start thinking about that third year because that had to, it has to say you have to give it to a guy who's well, well, what do you say to a guy, Rach, that dominates all year, then dominates all regular season? Like what do you say to him? You know what I mean? Like, like I think he deserves that award too, you know? And, and we know a lot of guys that come into this season that dominate all regular season, and we know what their teams are going to do in the playoffs. They, we, know, we, we, we know it's expected, and they do it. So I think those guys should be rewarded too. Well, look, I, I'm going to buy in on Jokic until he shows me I shouldn't, only in that look. That Nuggets team is number one in the West. They have held on to number one in the West. You can't ask them to be better than that right now. You can only play the games in front of you, and right now it's the regular season, so right. that's what he's doing. His numbers are great. I, I did say earlier in this show I would like to see a little bit more of the defensive discussion come into play just because I do believe that – I want to say – I was about to say, Stack, I believe it's a two-way game, but I think that's also – when you said it's not, it's not called basketball, it's called offense, it shouldn't be a two-way game. It's a game. A game involves both ways. It's just ridiculous to me that we make that distinction. But that being right. said, I I think Jokic has done what we have asked him to do so far. That team's made it to the Western Conference Finals. I, I just do think he's at the point where they do need to get to the finals – 
I think a lot of people think that he needs to win before we can continue to heap this regular season stuff. And we saw this same discussion with James Harden, by the way. Right. People saying, oh, great, he's great in the regular season. What are you doing for me in the playoffs? So I do think it's interesting. I do want to say Anthony Davis should be given a lot of credit for what he's doing right now, but he is under a lot of pressure to move that Lakers team as we get toward the postseason without LeBron James. And I, that will not be, and let you leave here, Stack, without asking you about a recent tweet from LeBron, as long as we're on the subject. He tweets the other night, Man, Bronny, definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. This shit, lightweight, hilarious. So, Stephen, <laughs> does LeBron have too much free time at home with that injury? <laughs> or do you think possibly his 12th grade son is better than some of the guys in the NBA? I mean, I mean well, two things. One, only he can get away with that. Two, yes. <laughs> two, two the, on the Viz side, he should be his son's biggest fan. So I ain't mad at him for that. Yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And uh, we could actually kind of guess from the timing of the tweet which game he was watching. I'm not going to say it out loud, but (laughs) I do kind of know who he was talking about. Anyway, What's Burning Friends available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.